So we are so excited. We are here to talk about our latest obscure animation film. And uh, we're here to talk about a movie called Rocks in My Pockets. And uh, Stanford is here with me to talk about this very unusual film. Great to be here. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I think I should state out right, like this film is not for everybody for sure. And I, I, I think I kind of forgotten how like blunt it was <laughs> until, yes. you know, it's, it, it's one thing to like, to appreciate on myself, but then I, you know, I'm here, I'm recommending it to another person. And then I, I watched it and I was like, oh no, what if he's like super offended by this? Because it is very frank. It is very blunt, and some people will be very uncomfortable with this. Yeah, movie. yeah, definitely. I think that was, that was a good warning. I appreciated the warning that you gave me. I didn't. I really liked. The, I really liked the film, and you know, I'm excited that we can talk about it. But I think that's that's really smart to make people aware going into it that this is a really personal movie and really could could make someone uh, yeah very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, yeah. So uh, you know, if you're gonna watch it, watch it with, I guess, a certain degree of caution. Know what you're yeah. getting into a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and again, it's one of those. Even though it's animation, it's an adult. It's it, it's for grownups. You know, it's, yeah, it's, this is a, this is a film. This is a film for grownups. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, and I th I assume it's R-rated. I, I, I would assume so too if it had if it had a rating you know yeah. I, I've got it I should check if, if there was if there actually was a rating on it but yeah there might not yeah. have been but it's definitely R-rated material yes but uh, with those cautions aside so so you liked the film I I thought it was a fascinating film I mean I you know, I mean, you know me, I love animation. Hello, that's why, you know, we're always talking. You know, yeah. But you're so kind to invite me on your on your podcast to talk about. It It was it was very, I thought she had such an inventive use of animation with both, which, you know, and I know we'll talk about, but her, the style that she was using, both the kind of 2D hand-drawn and paper mache yeah. uh, sets that she was using. And, uh, but I, I I just I just love seeing something that was so raw and so personal. I I don't think I've really seen any animated feature quite like it. Possibly a, a an animated short, which I know she's done some shorts too. I'm not sure if I had seen any of her shorts, you know, any of her short films that she had done. Mm -hmm. But but uh, I I I found it to be fascinating. Yeah, mm -hmm. really, really, and and in a way. I don't quite riveting, you know, uh, in in that it was just so revelatory what she was talking about with her own experience, and not that I could necessarily relate to everything, but but it really opened, it, you know, both her her narration and her and her artistry really opened my eyes to an interesting way of of, of viewing depression. Yeah. Definitely. I think so. I think uh, she does a lot of really great things. I agree with you about the animation is so inventive and surprising, shocking, all those things put together. Um, but also I think that she captures sort of the, she captures anxiety and some of those feelings like so well, mm -hmm. and that sense of just like panic. And uh, I probably, I maybe the best I've ever seen in art. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Captured. Yes, and, 
I totally agree. Yeah. And, uh, and just that feeling of like, uh, you, you have this thing happening to you that you can't explain and that you want to control, but you can't control. And I just love her like very untidy ending. And we'll talk Mm -hmm. more about that, but I, I don't know. I just, I just really, really appreciated how honest it was. And uh, so let's start kind of explaining basically what she's trying to do here. So she is kind of, she's trying to work through her, her mental illness, trying to understand it better by looking at the history of her family. Of her family. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a beautiful idea Mm -hmm. and uh, something that we probably all should do. Yeah. And so she's from, uh, she's originally from Latvia and, uh, and so she goes back to her uh, grandmother and who had eight children and uh, kind of goes through her, her grandmother's love story and how her, the reason why that has the name that it has is that she tried to, the grandmother tried to uh, drown herself with putting rocks in her pockets in the river so that she would you know, drown. And uh, so that sort of starts off this history of kind of mental illness and suicide in her family. What did you think about the grandma's story? Well, you Anna. know, I, I thought it was, it was, it was fascinating. And uh, again, the, the style that this is done in is so frank, you know, it's, she's, she, uh, I love how, you know, she's, she's very consistent with how she animates each of those characters, even though they all have a very, you know, they have a similar, you can tell it's all done by the same artist. Right. But, uh, I love, I just love how consistently they look. They're in the same clothes pretty much, you know, every time they're in a, they're in a scene. Yeah. But, so I, I love how, she, I love how she drew the grandma number mm-hmm. one, but then also, just the story was so compelling. I mean, here's this woman with, with eight children and, and, uh, you know, it talks about, you know, her youth too. And, and again, just a fascinating way to start looking at, at, at your family history, you know, one's family history, particularly her own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, anyway i liked it what did you what did you think no i I agree i mean i think it's really interesting because you have this woman who like she stood up to nazis stood up to the soviets pillar of strength and yet she was so troubled inside yeah and uh and she so she couldn't be a pillar of strength with her or i mean i'm sure she was as much as she could be but uh, but it's just an interesting dynamic that she has going on this this uh, um, this thing inside her that was uh, a mess and you know and, and it's kind of interesting too to see a signate trying to get information about this you know yes. some of the family shame uh, and I think that was part of the reason why she did the movie is to just try to kind of understand. Uh, you know, to understand these things so that she can understand herself. And mm-hmm. um, when I interviewed her, I, I got to interview Signe for rotoscopers.com. 
And which is so cool. I was so glad that's amazing you got to do that. It was really, really cool. Yeah, she it was a great new, interview. You did a wonderful job. Thank you. Well, she has a new project that was a Kickstarter at the time. I'm actually part of that Kickstarter because I just think she's cool. And anyway, I interviewed her and I asked her, I said, well, what was it like working on this project on Rocks in My Pockets and what did it teach you? And, uh, you know, different things that she learned and, uh, and sticking to a project. And then uh, I asked her, said, is it difficult to be so personal in your films? Rocks in My Pockets was very personal for your entire family. Was that hard for them? And she says, when I write a story script, I write it as if I were telling it to a trusted friend. I feel vulnerable, but, but I'm not afraid to open the dark corners of my life and psyche. I believe people will not kill or mock me for being honest and opening up. And then she says, but telling the secrets of my family is a different thing. I feel yes. betrayed <laughs> my family. They didn't yeah. ask their lives and deepest secrets to be thrust onto a film. It was definitely not easy for them to accept the film. I admire them for coming to terms with it and accepting the film and forgiving me for making it. And forgiving her. Yeah. For making it. I thought that was a really good line, you know, and, and back to the grandma, I wondered how the grandma would have felt, you know, about mm -hmm. her story being, being, you know, I guess just the truth, you know, kind of the full truth being told about her. Cause she really was, I thought a, a, a remarkable woman in her, in her own right, mm -hmm. you know, right. uh, but, but, uh, with, with some really hard things she ha had to deal with. And mm -hmm. I thought it was really brave of, uh, of Signe, you know, the filmmaker mm -hmm. to, to, to talk yeah. about it. So clearly, so, you know, so clearly, so, and so openly. Yeah. I mean, it's really a tough thing. Like I, I think that if I were to ever write even a fictional book, uh, it would be very hard because I think there would, you draw from your life at least a little bit, or if I were to make a movie or whatever, there probably would be people I'd be like, I'm sorry. But doing something exactly. so personal like is this, uh, yeah. this is one of the most personal movies I think I've ever seen. Oh, me too. Me too. Hands down. Cause yeah. again, it's not, it's, it's true. You know I mean? She's, this is, this is a true recollection of mm -hmm. a, true, a true history of, of, of this, filmmakers family and yeah. and but it, it, it's weird because it, in a way it like shouldn't be like i think this is really important because there is such a stigma with mental illness and it, that i i i don't know i'm just so i'm grateful for people like her that are talking about it yes and definitely. uh being honest about it and taking that huge risk that she took and she is very 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 blunt she won't be for everybody <laughs> You know, she talks right. about what happens when you commit suicide and you hang yourself and you know there's there's stuff that a lot of people will struggle with mm -hmm. but i don't know i really some some people might think that she's too honest i thought that she was i thought it was really refreshing i i liked it too and i really liked that she was the narrator you know that she didn't mm -hmm. hire an actor or somebody to do it not that her voice is necessarily the most pleasant to listen to, you know, or it's not like her yeah. phrasing or anything. I mean, it's not like she's some wonderful orator or actor or anything, but 
I think it adds to just the veracity of, 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 of her yeah. of the project that it's her speaking and she's talking, she talks, I mean, you, you sense some emotion in her voice, but it also is just very matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was wondering if some of that was cultural, you know, again, because she's a native Latvian and English is not, you know, is, is, her, is her second language, you know, or, or you know, not, not her native tongue. I've wondered if that was part of it. What was your take on her narration? You know, that and, is and one how, thing I'm not 100% sold on. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I feel like it was a little robotic. Yeah, um, that's exactly. I mean, it really comes almost monotone, you know. Yeah, yeah not her, her, you know, English isn't her primary language. Yeah. And so I might not have made that choice, but I understand it. And I, I don't hate it, but it's probably my my thing I struggle with the most in watching the movie mm-hmm. is that it's just her, her, her narration. Um, but, uh, but it's not a deal breaker for me for sure. So, uh, yeah. So we get this story of Anna and I mean, there's just some really powerful scenes. Like when she sees the, uh, when she sees the bunny, the, this bunny eating the, the children of <laughs> children. And she has this like, bizarre sort of fantasy and you're just like whoa <laughs> yeah like heavy <laughs> I guess, yeah this is and, heavy yeah and there's lots of really just like cool visual um visual sequences I, I in order to create this visual style for the film they combined 2d and 3d animation 28 sets were constructed using plywood cardboard boxes and paper mache which were then painted to resemble rooms forests and city streets the sets were then photographed with a digital camera as either still pictures or in sequences to create a stop motion effect. And so what did you think about the, the this animation? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I, I, I uh, in fact, for a while I was wondering, like, is that paper mache? You know, <laughs> like, what, what is that? You know, or, or was it CG? And I, I didn't know until after the fact, you know, after then I watched it and then did some additional research and read your, your you know, your interview uh i thought that the animation style was was incredibly original and and really uh it had it had a a very unique level of artistry that you just just don't see a lot very hand-drawn it also was reminiscent to me of of bill plimpton's work and it was interesting to find out that signa worked for his studio for a while and then they're and then they're friends, and then they you know that they're in, that they're in contact with each other regularly, and and I, I thought that that showed. Yeah, you know, it did, what did you think about yeah. it? Yeah, we'll definitely be doing Bill Plimpton coming up in yes. for animation for sure. Absolutely, uh, I love his movie Cheatin'. I think it's really good, and uh, you know he's a he's similar to Signe as far as just being really honest and just really bold mm-hmm. and similar mm-hmm. kind of similar style. But she, I don't know, I like how she just made it her own with this unique combination of this 2d and 3d the stop motion kind of look to it i i just it it was really cool and i just felt like it it managed to capture sort of the um uh that anxiety so well yes where there's it's on sort of a conveyor belt and everything's all getting kind of sucked into this giant mouth and (laughs) you kind of see and i i think that captures it really well like where different characters are like in bottles uh-huh and you feel like and i thought that was really effective yeah. and uh, i don't know were there any sequences that particularly that you remember you know oh yeah um but 
speaking to the, to this point, Rachel, I, I liked her use of of recurring uh, creatures as 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 like the depression. Mm. Yeah, you know, I would think that's how I interpret it. That there's that one creature that almost looks. I mean, it's like a you know an anthropomorphic cat kind of i don't know i mean it's like a yeah. combination of different things but you know it's got the little round ears right at the top or whatever uh i liked this, those recurring images because then you knew what was happening because the, the it would this would show up in with different people you know or in different different scenes so uh I, the one one of the images that really stays with me as i and I could be wrong, but it was almost like the, the one of the scenes was like a paper mache brain. Oh yeah, you know which one I mean? And, yeah, and then it's getting chopped into four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I, you know, I, I love the colors. I, I, I love the imagery, and I, I, I thought it, you know, again, it was inventive, inventive, but, but also so effective in what it was trying to to convey. And I, you know, as you had already mentioned that artistry that she, that she uses really is such an interesting way of bringing, you know, expressing herself, you know, through this and, and helping, I think the viewer understand it or at least feel it, you know? Yeah, I think so. And she, she ends up talking about three of her cousins. Yeah. And I just felt, especially these parts with the cousins, I just felt like, she had such a love for these women, like, mm -hmm. and it was just, it was so tragic, yeah. so heartbreaking. Yeah. And I, I, I'm really, are you close? Would you say you're close to your cousins? Uh, yeah, I have some cousins that I'm quite close to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Not necessarily pretty, all of them, but some of them for sure. Yeah, like some more than others for me as well. Yeah. Um, on one side of my family, I'm a lot older than the rest of my cousins. And then on the other side of my family, we're all kind of around the same age mm -hmm. and uh so uh and i i don't know i just i related to kind of her i've had two of my cousins have passed away from complications with drugs and addiction and things like that and sort of watching that and um yeah. uh and i have had another cousin that passed away just from a health issue uh, and so I don't know. I, I felt like I bonded with her. Yeah, <laughs> over that. Oh, absolutely. And um, yeah, hard. I like I said I loved, and it was heartbreaking. The cousin that, because uh, what ends up happening is they they end up pretty much all of the cousins I think all end up in the um, sanitarium, basically in Latvia, including Signe, and uh, they. I don't know. They just, it, on one hand, it's like this release for them. Right. On the other hand, it's like this prison. It's a prison. Yeah. Yeah. But she's kind of relieved to go there in a way. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting dynamic. Yes. Yes. And, and, and how she expresses that too is, is you know, mm -hmm. releasing something. And her one cousin, uh, you see her uh, trying to like love her husband so much. And she ends up just in this, in this bottle with pills coming down because she can't, I don't know. It's a really beautiful, like, and, and tragic image that you see. Mm -hmm. I think uh, that was one of my most impactful of the whole movie. Yes. No, I, I agree with you. And yeah, that, that's truly really that showering of, of the pills. Yeah. Is, is, yeah, that's really, 
this not vivid, that there's anything wrong with trained. with getting medication but i think what they're trying to say is that like they weren't like dealing with it they were just like covering it up yeah it was just like they were almost be just becoming numb by it rather than he getting healed yeah. you know or, or yeah functioning better because even the doctor is like basically hooked on pills right yeah right it was just like yeah exactly just let's let's just get them on pills and let's just hide them away so we don't have to deal with them we don't mm-hmm. have to see them mm-hmm. and uh which is is just ridiculous and i i loved her the whole section about her having a baby because oh i did I, too yeah right it was so good because she's just like talks about just this incredible ecstasy and this incredible feeling and but then it doesn't even though she is just so in love and it's just this amazing experience it still doesn't solve the problem which i thought was really like emotionally true mm-hmm. that was yeah. one of my favorite parts and again incredible frankness you know (laughs) on her part that i would i would think that any probably any mother you know or could 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 relate firsthand to that and 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 anybody you know anybody who's conscious of 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 how that whole thing Mm -hmm. could possibly go it's 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 very affecting you know oh my goodness yeah It, it kind of reminds me of one of my one of my cousins actually uh she had was able to have uh she had a horrible time being able to have children uh had all these miscarriages just a really tough time and she ended up having uh twins via surrogate by um uh by gestational carriers they call it anyway and i was talking to her once and i said does it is it hard for you to have a bad day <laughs> because you know here you've got this like incredible blessings and it's what you've always what you wanted all this time but like, it's still, you still have bad days, you know, like you still have. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, I totally relate to that. And I, I think that obviously this is a more extreme example uh, of, you know, an actual mental health, you know, crisis that she has. But I don't know. I think that a lot of, I could really relate to her. It's just like, you get this like huge ecstasy of this incredible thing. Cause from the outside, you could look at somebody that say has, postpartum or has these these right. issues to think they're being ungrateful you know what i'm saying exactly. and I, yeah um but it, it's not <laughs> it's right. more complicated than that it's, it's not a it's not a here's all these things therefore i am happy mm-hmm. um it just doesn't the human brain just doesn't work that way sometimes yeah yeah no well well said so i don't know i really thought that was great and i think a lot of women is particularly can definitely relate to that i mean like i have all these blessings but i i'm i'm just not happy and mm-hmm. i remember actually when i saw this we should probably say when it came out um this so this came out in 2014 and when i saw it i was still going through some uh some challenges with my uh some things in my family and uh, in my life. And, uh, I had had a, a panic attack and it, once you have one, you're way more likely to have a second panic attack. And so I think I particularly, uh, bonded with this movie because of just the way that it was like, okay, someone gets it. Yeah. Someone understands. Yeah. And the way, again, the way she communicates it is, is so 
unique and and so and so refreshing because it's like I, I you know I don't think I've had a panic attack maybe I maybe I've had you know a partial one or something or I'm not but I'm not 100% sure Rachel but I felt well, like watching it that oh it was almost like I had it, it created more sympathy in me because I, I could sense oh wow that's what it must feel like and yeah. how devastating and how difficult yeah. you know that's and, what's so moving about the film is that yeah. it really creates empathy yes yeah I, that, I, I agree and whether that, you experienced it or not it just gives you a feeling of empathy yeah absolutely you know there's that image near the end with that rolling ball with the spikes uh-huh. and and you know she's pushing it uphill trying to get it away from her mm-hmm. you know and I just think yeah that's that's got to be how how it feels and and it's one thing again again the beauty of this film is i think it is because there's one thing just to say it or to read you know read about it or read, you know, diagnosis or what, you know, whatever, whatever. You're, but to see a visual representation of it, uh, really, it really opened up my mind and really, uh, I think, touched my heart. Yeah. You know, and I just loved that she. It's just like I said, it's very un uh, untidy. Uh, that uh, um, that she says. Uh, that um, that I love her her lesson sort of in the end uh, that she says that I'm a working artist this is my work in progress I have to continue to live to complete it mm-hmm. and so she doesn't say that things are are better she doesn't say that uh, uh, that uh, she doesn't give like really any answers. No, and no prescription, you know, right? Or yeah, yeah said no, nothing. It's just yeah. And uh, that uh, uh, her sister says uh, maybe it is good to tell everybody so that they know what's in their genes. It's in the genes you were designed to be crazy. And I just I love that. Yeah, I love that too. You know, uh, you had mentioned when you were reading that quote from Signa, you know, from your interview with her about her family, you know, forgiving her for doing it. I think it, I mean, it was brave of her to, to do it. What's your take though on, oh, yeah. on, on kind of exposing a really personal thing and putting it in a real public kind of forum? It's very brave. I really admire her. And I can't even imagine like, what it would be like to work on this on a daily basis for years. Oh, like, I know. I can't even, Seriously. like, it would be just, I don't know how she survived. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was therapeutic for her. <laughs> or it was, like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty yeah, amazing it's because I think I would, I would just, just thinking about all these things would just be really hard. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's something about the honesty of it that, that uh, was probably was probably therapeutic in the end. And I, I just love that her sister, you know, said that, that maybe you were designed to be crazy. And when I first reviewed it, I said, um, maybe we just need to let people tell their stories. 
like I said, it's not for everyone, but I was moved by it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's true. Maybe that's what we just need. We just need people, instead of hiding these stories in our family, instead of hiding uh, what we're, we're experiencing and uh, what we're, you know, feeling because it's embarrassing or, you know, whatever, like, why don't we just let people tell their stories? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we try to be empathetic. And, and so, I don't know, I think that's really important about this. And I remember when I, when I was going through the hardest time in my life was uh, when I was very unhappy with my, uh, with my work at the time. And I just got to this really weird spot. And I, I just remember feeling like there was this like dark cloud over my life. And no matter what I did, it wouldn't go away and I couldn't make it go away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would experience happy things, but I wouldn't feel happy. And there was a side of me that was like, have I lost the ability to feel joy? Mm-hmm. That's how it felt. And, and, and I don't know, I just, I appreciate so much that she, I think she captures that in this. Yeah. That feeling of like, and then you get out of it, you find something, whether it's a making a movie or whether it's, and that's probably why her family was able to forgive her in the end, because they know right. that it was true. Mm-hmm. And how can you really be, how can you really be angry forever about something that is true and that is like life-saving really for a person? Right. You know? Right. But, um, but anyway, yeah, so it's a, it's a very unique, very beautiful film. And I, I like, she does say, I asked her in the interview, um, she talks about, uh, that the different mediums she uses. And I just like, she says, I like using stop motion because it adds dimensionality to the film's look. It's also cinema, cinematographic, not just graphic. Uh, right. <laughs> creating yeah. three-dimensional paper mache sets feels like creating a whole world and the specific spaces that the characters inhabit. While shooting the stop motion footage, I can see the characters walking through the classroom or park. I just have to draw them in later. So I don't have to decide the technique. The technique has decided for me. And I think that's kind of true with the whole movie. Is, is you yes. can tell that it was like, <laughs> that, that it was, I don't know, that it was sort of the movie needed to be made. Mm-hmm. And it kind of directed her as opposed to yeah. like her manipulating the movie. Yeah, I, I, that's a really good point because it almost, to me, in some ways, it almost felt like it was improvisational. Yeah. You yeah. know, and even though it's, it's animated and you've got to plan things out and, and, and whatnot, but even within the same sequence, you know, it would use those, these different styles and, and, uh, I, I, my hope for her that it was just liberating, you know, yeah. that she could just, she just could do whatever she wanted to do or whatever she thought might be appropriate. Cause I just don't know how storyboarded it was you know, and, and how, how much she really held herself to any kind of a, a script. Although clearly, clearly there was this, you know, narration, but, but I, I, I thought that was one of the many things that was, that was so, cool about it the you know the just that yeah the, kind of unexpected uh, yeah it did it's very, happening very unexpected as far as the animation and also just it's just so honest and and that's what makes it really refreshing and i'm really excited for her 
next movie, this one yeah. that I but you, you produced on Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah. So my love affair with marriage. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll probably be R-rated, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, uh, I'm sure it'll be fairly blunt like this pretty, one. Yeah, but, pretty adult. But it's kind of cool. It's actually a musical. Right. Wrote over 22 songs that are going to be part of it. So and, I'm just really curious to see that because I think the music was actually pretty strong in this. I thought so too. Score by Christian Sensini is her name. Uh, I, w- I wondered, I've you know, in reading about this new project too, it's, and I think she said it in, 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 in your interview that it's a happier film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that it would take much, right? Because I mean, this was this was a real. I but I wouldn't call it a downer. I wouldn't call mm-hmm. Rocks and Pockets a downer at all. It was it was just real life yeah. to me, you know, and and again something that was just bluntly you know br- brutally honest but yeah. but this new project sounds yeah very interesting really really you know f- unique and and again i'm, I'm expecting because i totally want to see it i'm planning to see it yeah i'm expecting kind of that same level <laughs> of clarity and honesty so <laughs> I, I think it'll be really i think it'll be funnier than this because there's some there is some funny parts of this believe it or not there is some funny imagery and some fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm, I'm really excited for it. It should be really interesting. And uh, it's just cool to, when animation can really feel like art. Yes, and, uh, yes. This, so. this definitely felt like art, didn't it? And, and also, what's amazing is, just not a lot of people worked on it. Right. And uh, I, I was feeling almost overwhelmed by the amount of, of work that, you know, she put into it herself. Because <laughs> basically, I mean, she animated the whole thing practically, right? I mean, I think she had some help with some, with some components, but this was her project. Yeah. She was like... It's amazing. I, I agree. They just take I mean, it clearly took her years, right? But it just it was, talk about a labor of love. Yeah, I I do. I love that. That's still a thing that you have, like with a, I don't know, someone like Don Hertzfeld, yeah. or uh, with um, Sebastian Ladenbach with the the girl without hands this last year. He yeah, did it in his own apartment. Like it's so cool that that can still happen in a in this yeah. day and age. Well, it isn't even um. You know, my high school sinking into the sea. That was primarily yeah. a one, yeah, a one, right. a one person, mm-hmm. you know, movie. Really, I mean, or you know, the one, one animator and artist. Yeah, I yeah. love it. It's really cool. Yeah. So, I'm mean, really my only thing I struggle with is the narration, but I, I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, if you know, if you know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, originally I'd given it a B just because of the narration, but I think I'd be more, more like an A now just cause it's really stuck with me. It's really stable. Yeah. You know what would be an interesting kind of companion I think to watch with this movie is to watch uh, Manchester by the sea. Cause I think both movies yeah. manage to deal with very tough things, but in a way that at least to me, I, I, th- I thought that that movie Manchester by the sea had great empathy Oh, and it, it was something that you never lost hope. Yeah. 
there was always a, a thread of hope in, in, in all of this. And I think that that's, I think what makes this all work is that, yeah. that it's never, it never feels like, um, you're just looking at like the worst of human nature kind of a thing. Like sometimes, uh, certain movies can that try to tackle some of these topics, you know, you're just like, wow, I feel terrible. Yeah. I don't feel that way. So yeah. Anyway. Well, thanks for, thanks for ta talking about it with me. I was, oh, thank you. I'm so glad that you liked it because it's a risky one, I think, to recommend to people. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No. And I, I really appreciate the recommendation, Rachel. I, I really uh, enjoyed watching and, and uh, said it really opened my eyes and I think in, in, in my heart in a good way. So thank you. Oh, so good. I'm so glad. Well, uh, we will be back. Uh, well, let us know if you guys have seen Rocks in My Pockets. Uh, put in the comment section what you thought about it. And, uh, and also uh, let us know if you have any ideas for Obscure Animation, what you would like us to do, uh, what you'd like us to talk about. Uh, we would love to hear, and uh, thanks for joining me to talk about this. Thanks, Rachel. Always a pleasure. Thanks again. <laughs> uh, so where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Stanford Clark, and I also have a movie blog, which is Movies Past and Present. That's P-A-S-T and Present.com. Awesome. I'll have that all in the description section and, and you. you can follow me at Rachel's reviews on iTunes and YouTube and at smiling LDS girl on social media. And we'll put down Signe's links also into her Kickstarter and stuff like that. Yes. If you want to check that out. Yeah. And her, she's got a, a very interesting blog. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. So uh, definitely follow her on social media and stuff. Cause she's great. <laughs> Thanks again. And we'll talk to you all next month.